Hey, I'm Brock with Brock Entertainment. And I'm Amanda with Amanda Reed Weddings. And this is the I Do IQ podcast, where each and every week we're going to be discussing the latest in wedding and event trends. And we're going to let you know all the things that you need to know in order to make your event the most special. Yeah, and in the end, you will have the best wedding and event experience ever. And something tells me we're going to have a little fun along the way. I don't know about that. I'm a pretty serious guy, Amanda. And this is a serious topic, so... Only seriousness. Serious business. This is the I Do IQ podcast. Let's begin. Hey, it is Brock. Oh, we get to say my name. And Amanda. Oh, wait, hold on. I I should start like this. Actually, Brock and Amanda here. I Do IQ (laughs) podcast. I don't want to catch what you girls got. I don't know what you have over there. So just to be safe, you know, I don't know if you can transmit anything through microphones, but I'm just a safe guy over here, ladies. Yeah, we don't know all of the facts. You know, we don't know all the facts. So I think you're being safe, Brock, by having that. Yes. Hey, Amanda, introduce your friend right here. This is my dear friend, Lindsay Stavely from Tesori Bridal. Bridal Informal. I want to make sure I say it properly. Tesori Bridal. Okay, sorry. Shoot. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> hey, we, ha- we had formal wear. Now we're all bridal. It's all good. Okay. I so you were on I the right know. track, Amanda. You were. I know. Were. I know. I want to make sure I say it all. Tell us about you. I want to, I know lots of good things about you, but I want yeah, you to oh, talk about yourself. Sweet. Tell us, tell us all the things like teach us, teach us about Lindsay Stapley. Oh gosh, that's a lot. I so know. I don't, I wasn't born in Fayetteville, but definitely raised here. We moved to Fayetteville when I was 12 years old, which I think is a really impressionable age. And that's, you know, that kind of transition from elementary to that teenage junior high age. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is super intimidating. And, you know, it was funny because the second me and my family moved here, Fayetteville really just swallowed us up and accepted us. And, you know, that's the true spirit of Northwest Arkansas, you know, it's just been great community and small local businesses. And so I was really thankful, you know, that we had that experience of getting to live here. And I always thought that through college that, oh, I want to the city, I want to do all these things. And that just never happened, which was great because then Tesori was born and I met my husband and all of these different things. But the older I've got and the more I've traveled, the more I realized that all of these other places are great, but there's literally just no place like home. Where did you come from? Okay. It's not that exciting. Tulsa. So, oh, far. so far away. Yeah, they- <laughs> uh, I moved to Arkansas. I was like, oh, this is a completely different place. What do we do? I, I know. And the funniest part about it is I have like the most like clear memories of telling my parents like Arkansas. Are you kidding me? Tulsa. I mean, hilarious. Like it's all, it's basically all the right. same. So all the same. Not a big transition. Wasn't then. I mean, it was, it, it was a bit changed from True. Tulsa at that point. Yeah. It was, you know, Arkansas has grown, especially Northwest Arkansas has transformed so much in the last 20 years. I mean, so I'll give yourself a little bit of credit on that because yeah, I probably would have yeah. had that same. Yeah. So, but of course, you know, 12 year old, that was a big deal. And then um, I college had the um, pleasure of working at Walker Brothers, which is a men's clothing store here in town. Mm-hmm. And that's where and I met you for the uh, first time, I think. Yeah, I, think that's where I, first met I know. You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At 23 years old, we opened Tesori, which was a women's clothing store. I got connected with my now business partner, Aaron, um, through John at Walker Brothers. And we, um, you know, I would have never imagined owning a business at such a young age. It was just this crazy thing that nothing was forced. It was just, you know, all these little pieces kind of fell into place, which is really how Tesori Bridal was born and just transitioning over the years. And so now we're 
this all out bridal store. And if you would have told my me in college, you're going to own a bridal store, I would have laughed because not that I don't love brides and all of that. It's actually my favorite thing of owning a bridal store, but I just didn't have, like, I wasn't the girl that dreamed about my wedding or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's been a journey, you know, like most things are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and how many years have you owned the store? Oh my goodness. So we opened in November of 2010. Okay. And then we were women's clothing until, oh my gosh, 2013. And so we had had like just people tell us, oh, you guys should add in bridal. You already have formal wear. Well, you know, when you're, when you open a business and you set out to be one thing and then it starts all of a sudden transitioning, you're like, whoa, 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 what is going on? And so Aaron and I are, we're competitive people at heart. Like we just want things to be so good. And we knew with the clothing store only, that wasn't necessarily our strength. We did okay and it was good, but there was just something missing there. And so she and I sat down one afternoon in the store. I can still picture it. And we were kind of talking, going back and forth. And, you know, we'd had the conversation of maybe adding bridal and we would laugh about it. It's like, there's just no way. Well, we were talking and we're like, you know what, if we're going to have, if this is going to be, you know, if, if the longevity of Chisori is going to last, we've got to change and do something busted earbud there. And so anyways, we decided, we sat down and we looked each other in the eye and we were like, are we going to do this? Are we going to transition into bridal? We kind of talked about what that would look like. And then within a two hour conversation, we're like, okay, this is it. We had a game plan and we started selling off inventory and racks immediately. Our last day as dealer clothing or whatever was the Monday before Thanksgiving, 2013, remodeled and reopened February 1st of 2014. Oh my goodness. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, just owning a business, if you are, if you don't have the ability to evolve and just roll with what your customers want, then you're really probably not going to survive. And so I would always, you know, for me, thinking about opening a business, regardless if it's related to bridal or wedding industry or anything, is just that really listen to the wants and needs of your customers because. Truly, those are the people who dreamed up to story. It wasn't necessarily Aaron and myself. We couldn't have ever, ever imagined being a bridal store. So I think a lot of those small businesses that end up surviving those four or five years, it's because they're just rolling with the punches and listening to what their customers want for sure. Right on. I love that. So I don't think I realized, I guess y'all filled in where Signature Style left off when they closed. Is that kind of how that happened? You picked up their spot? So we have the, it's funny. I worked at Walker Brothers in college yeah, yeah. at their old space. And then they remodeled and moved on the other side of Signature Style. Uh-huh. So we took over Walker Brothers old place. Okay, and that's Signature right. Style, okay. yeah. But Signature Style was closing. And so we kind of saw a need to open right. up women's clothing. And so that's kind of how that all I guess I never really put that together and realized that, but that, cause I used to shop there and then I moved on to, I just didn't, I don't think I ever realized that that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So putting the pieces together. That's a little bit about Lindsay. Before we deep dive into all the specifics, I have a question for both of you. Let's get into what are you obsessed with right now? Amanda, go first. Oh, I should go first. Okay. So my current obsession is a book that has been sitting on my, well, it's now on my foyer, on my foyer table for. It's called the Bible. (laughs) Well, that, uh, (laughs) no, uh, uh, but no, I've got a book called Born to Party, Forced to Work. And it's by Bronson Van Wick. It's like a, he's an event planner, kind of a big deal. 
I'm sure many of you have heard of his name. He's actually from Tuckerman, Arkansas, which is a super tiny little town. But he's, when are we going to interview him on on this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to work know, on that. We'll right? see. Right, we'll see. Please anyway, do. he's from Tuckerman, Arkansas, but he's made a really big name for himself, and you know, in the kind of the East Coast invent scene. Actually, well, all all across the country, really. And he wrote a book, Born to Party, Forced to Work. It's a collection of all his beautiful events and stuff he's done over the years. Well, I've had it though for six months, probably. The book dropped about six months ago. It is still in the cellophane wrap, sitting there. Oh. I've not had time to like open it up and really look at it. And I've been so excited. I like pre-ordered and everything and it's been sitting there. So I'm obsessed with it, sort of. I mean, I am. Have you taken it out of the cellophane yet? No, it's still in the cellophane. there. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful book. I know. The first step. Yeah. Yeah. You should go get it right now and undo it live on the podcast. Do an unveiling and the band-aid off. Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't want to get it messed up before I dove into it, but I'm so excited. I know it's a gorgeous book. I've, I mean, I love his work. And anyway, he's very inspirational to me. So yeah, I've got this gorgeous book that's been sitting there about six months and I'm- Pathetic. You know, we'll Pathetic. Get there. I know it's bad. It's bad. So it's not really an obsession, but it, it is. I yeah. look at it every day going, I need to open that. <laughs> Lindsay, what about you? So as we all know, we have been at home, not on our regular schedules. And so I finally- pulled the trigger and bought some facial skin products that I've been eyeballing and known about for months. I just haven't done it. And one yeah. of my friends, shout out to Ella. She is obsessed with this line. It's called Glossy Gay. So it's beautiful packaging. Price point is amazing. And they're all about these like really pretty dewy kind of natural looks, which I don't have right now. I'm kind of a makeup girl. So I'm really makeup stuff. But I love like their face serums. They have an amazing lip gloss. And so basically, I've just been obsessed with my skincare because I've had all this extra time. Normally, I'm just like wash my face lotion done. So that's mine. Okay. And you probably are not wearing a whole lot of makeup during the day either. So that's actually been, it's helped my skin a lot to not, it's been breathing. Oh, yeah. So that's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Only except for stuff like this. I'm so glad. Yeah. You're a girl's girl, Amanda, because she sent me a text and was like, by the way, we're going to be on camera. Uh, <laughs> Thank yes. God Some lipstick you on me. <laughs> I know. Well, I would because, have been upset if I hadn't known that. So yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, and I'm the person that like, if you, like, if I'm not wearing makeup, like people are like, are you sick? You okay? like, that, I'm like, no, I'm just not wearing makeup. This is my face. Thank right. you. Though. Thank you for that. You. I'm the same. What's, my kids are like, what's wrong with you? Are you, are you what's wrong? What's wrong with your eyes? There's, uh, there's no makeup on them. It's okay. Yeah, so I get it. I get it. My what's obsession, the- this is going out to the guys. I've been uh, subscribed to this for a while now, but I still love it and obsessed with it. Have you ladies heard of Spreza box? No. 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 This is for dudes. I'll open this one up Mark and I'll show you. all over this. So you open it up and it comes with always a pair of dress socks, different dress socks, every okay. box. Very cool. This one came with a men's tie that's okay. in style. Sometimes it has a bow tie, but usually always a pair of socks, always a tie and then random stuff. This has some kind of keychain holder that's leather. Uh, it oh, has a, cool. a lapel. That's in the shape of glasses, which is perfect okay, for perfect. me. Okay, perfect. So you. Yeah. This is so um, and then it has a pocket square in this oh, one. Oh, cute. Okay. So each one is different. Sometimes you'll get a cool watch. Uh, I got a flask one time. Okay. But it's usually a hundred over $100 worth of stuff in this box for men, like men's accessories, for yeah. $25 a month. I oh, my gosh. That's wow. awesome. That's so cool ties, cool stuff in there for, for guys. It's meant for, for dudes. I love that. That's okay. awesome for you because you always are dressed as snazzy. Thanks uh-huh. to Spreza box. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's just all in a little box right there. It's for all you. done. I love that. I feel this like podcast Mark's is brought to you by Spreza box. <laughs> 
for all yeah. you guys out there that want to look good, uh-huh. trying to get or trying to get sponsorships. So yeah, yeah, whatever. I, no, hey, this, <laughs> that's the best way to do it. I'm drinking body armor life. <laughs> hey, I got that energy glossier. throughout the day. <laughs> I got my Glossier products right here. I mean, you need me to. Y'all are cracking me up. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I pulled right. it because I was like, I'm going to forget the name. So let's <laughs> deep dive into bridal wear. Amanda, you got some questions? Well, I want to know how the process starts. I mean, I mean, obviously I know from my end, people ask me where to shop all the time. I give them my little rundown of local stores. And the thing that I love more than anything is that we have got such an amazing array of shops in Northwest Arkansas. Tessori obviously is one of my absolute favorites. And you don't have to go to Dallas or New York to get the same exact right. dresses anymore. So I want you just to kind of touch on that and like how you even, I mean, I know we know your backstory now, but how did you even come to find the brands that you've picked up? How many misses have you had? Because I'm sure you've had a few misses with brands. You're like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. why, why, why did we do that? But I just kind of want to hear about like the experience of a bride. I mean, that's and that's the most exciting thing. Often before they even hire me, they've already picked out their dress. That's a done deal. They've already, they know what they want. So I just want you to kind of talk on that a little bit and let's hear about your, your perspective on the, the process. Absolutely. So I love that what you said about brides not having to travel. That was actually the inspiration for Tesori was that we really wanted to create not only an atmosphere, but just a lot, an entire store filled of curated handpicked gowns where brides could come in and they're like, they didn't feel the need to go to these bigger cities because they could just stay right here locally and get an amazing experience. And so um, that is exactly what our goal was. And I definitely think that we have achieved achieve that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just from a bride standpoint, we always tell brides, it's funny because we always hear that brides are so nervous. As excited as they are to shop, they're just as nervous. And so, you know, I think it's kind of one of those things from the standpoint of maybe not knowing like how the dresses are going to fit size-wise or even, you know, having to talk about budget. And Amanda, I know that's something that you can relate to. It's definitely for the bride an awkward conversation, but for us, it's not because we do it every day. And I think we're not judging you. We don't, if, you know, whatever you your dress budget. If that's great, let's work with it and let's make it work. We want to make you happy. So I always tell brides from the beginning, just that to start the process, really, you know, have an idea of what you want to look like and feel like on your wedding day. Researching obviously on Pinterest and having pictures, that always helps. But on the, the same second that I say that, the other half of that is, is that you know, you really want to keep an open mind to a certain extent because I've seen it a million times where a bride's going to come in and she says, I've been to 17 different stores. This is the dress style that I'm looking for, but I just haven't found the one. And a lot of the times that's because what they don't realize is even though that's what they've envisioned, that may not be really what looks the best on them or makes them feel the best. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, our I can speak you know, on behalf of our bridal consultants and myself, because I also work with brides, but we tried the dresses on, we work with brides every single day. And so it is always my goal to get a bride in something that I know she's going to look amazing in, but that she might not have necessarily thought of. Amanda, one of your brides, I can think off the top of my head when she was telling me what she kind of thought she wanted, immediately 
I knew exactly. I was like, this is her dress. And I didn't say anything to her, but she ended up going with that dress. And so, you know, I think just really staying open-minded because people sometimes get that one-track mind and they get disappointed when that doesn't work. And, you know, so you you really just have to have an idea, but also be flexible. I think that that's super, super helpful. And, and trust your bridal consultant and work with stores that you know they have your best interest in mind. Because unfortunately, obviously, we're all in business to make a sale. But we always laugh at Tesori that we're the best, worst like salespeople because yes. we're like, oh, no, go home and think about it uh. in our benefit because we we mean that. I don't want a bride to buy from me and then go home and regret it later. And I, right. I definitely think we abide it in that way, but avoid it in that way. But we just get so cracked up because one of our bridal consultants who actually just had to move her wedding to this Saturday oh. and we are pulling it off in a week. We got it. But um, wow. she she's hilarious. And she was like, Lindsay, you would have died if you would have been in the back office hearing me talk to this bride. She was just really confused on the dress. But I was like, I told her, I was like, you know, just go home. And she's like, if Lindsay could hear this, she would be going like, what are you doing? But we were laughing because we do like to give brides that, you know, like make them feel like they have an option. And I think that that's important too, is finding stores that you feel comfortable with. And, you know, I always tell brides too, that when you're in the dressing room, you've got that one-on-one time with your bridal consultant, get real with them and ask them the tough questions because Mm -hmm. they want to help you and they want to be honest with you as well. So if you're kind of getting different feedback, maybe from some of the guests that you brought with you, or you're really, maybe you're indecisive. A lot of the times the bridal consultants, they want, they want to be honest with you. They don't want you to leave in something that you don't feel your best in, or maybe there are two dresses and there is a better option. So mm-hmm. I would definitely, you know, get real with that bridal consultant, because we always say when you leave to Sori, you're leaving with your wedding dress and your new best friend. That's true. Well, and something I love about y'all that I do feel like, and I've heard you say this, you know, there just because it's, sitting there and on, and it may not be the perfect dress for that girl. And I love that you are honest about that. You're like, you know what? (laughs) I like this, but (laughs) let me think about maybe there's a different option because, you know, maybe it's somebody that's particularly busty and they're picking something that maybe doesn't flatter them as much as another cut might, or maybe they are very hourglass and the, the, the mermaid style they've chosen really isn't as complimentary as it could be. So I think that I feel like that's one of your strengths in that you have a wide variety of gowns. And I feel like you have very honest and straightforward um, consultants, though, that will yeah. tell those girls that, you know, I know this isn't what you think you want, but just try this. And it's probably the perfect shape for their body because I do know that y'all are very good at that, at dressing someone for their body shape. And I right. think that's as, much, that's as much the trick to being able to get it right as anything. I do remember I had a, I did have a bride one time that had, she was rather large up top and chose a dress that not from Tesori, not from anyone local that I even know of, but she chose a dress that was very unflattering to her. And it made me sad because all of her pictures, she looks a lot bigger than she actually was. But because of the cut of the dress that she thought she wanted, it wasn't as flattering as it could have been. Oh, I've seen so many of those girls on the dance floor where you're you're with the photographer or the videographer and you're like, they're going to pop out of that at any Mm -hmm. moment now. Everybody is about to get an eyeful. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. a public service announcement though find a good seamstress because brock probably what you're talking about some of it is the fact that they did not have a seamstress get the dress fitted right. whenever megan markle got married and she was in the most beautiful crate mm-hmm. dress, yes like, hand not even t- the veil all of it what a moment Perfect. but everyone yes. was talking about how they didn't like the dress and i i wanted to tell them it's 
the way it was tailored. Like it wasn't the dress. I know it wasn't the dress. I was like, we could have sent a seamstress over the pond. I'm like, she's the, you know, why is there no one to fix this dress? So sometimes it's the, it's the actual tailoring of the dress too, which I'm like, you know, sometimes brides, they don't want to spend that extra money to get it tailored just right. And I'm like, that is just as important as finding the right dress. <laughs> it's a necessity. And I think I, yes. across the board, I completely agree with that. It's a necessity to have the dress fitting the right way. Yeah. And I, the same thing for menswear too. I would say I'd rather see a guy in a suit, not necessarily a tuxedo, but a well-fit suit and a well-tailored mm-hmm. suit than a tuxedo that's off the rack that looks like right. everybody else's that doesn't fit properly. Exactly. So, oh. All about the tailor, all about the tailor for sure. So here's Absolutely. a question. I don't know anything about dresses. So coming from somebody that doesn't know about dresses because I don't dress shop, obviously, how far in advance should a bride order her dress for her wedding? So good question. This is probably something that we get asked the most. Brides usually start shopping four to six. I'm sorry. They want to start shopping a year out, Uh like start thinking, getting ideas. And I would say they want to say yes to the dress about nine months out because dresses without everything that's going on right now, take about four to six months to arrive in store. And then that gives you a couple months for alterations and if you're going to do bridal portraits ahead of time. And so most of our dress designers will ship in the four to five month time period. But with COVID-19 and all of that, it's giving us that true five to six month push out. And so you have to factor in by the time I order the dress, if it takes six months to get here, plus alterations, you know, you definitely want to leave a little bit of time. Brides, if you're listening in your weddings now through the end of, I would say... April, you definitely want to get on the buying train to get make sure that your dress is going to get here on time. And especially with things, you know, a little bit unsure, um, you, you just want to get that taken care of because you've got to have a dress. And we are lucky enough that the designers that we work with have worked hand over foot to make sure that every single bride is taken care of. Thankfully, we haven't had any major issues with shipping. Oh, right. Praise the Lord. Like, right. truly, oh. it's been a blessing for sure. You know, I think sometimes people think that you can just walk in the store and, oh, there's my dress and pull it off the rack and you're good right. to go. And I wish that was the case because that would make our job a whole lot easier. But Wouldn't it? Um, uh-huh. uh, oh, yeah. So really, Brock, just kind of what you're looking at whenever, you know, let's say you're a bride. And when you walk in, everything hanging on the rack are just samples. So Mm -hmm. you would try on those samples and then we would order off of those samples. So you're not... When we place that order, they're putting a brand new dress in production specifically for you. So when we submit that order, it has your name, your wedding date, the size, if you're going to do ivory on ivory or ivory with cashmere. Right. Number one, the dresses are expensive to just have hanging on the racks in general, but you don't want your dress to be shop-worn. So mm-hmm. like from a factory, they don't want them just sitting at the factory. So they want to pump them out new. So when you get it, it hasn't just sat around at some random warehouse. Well, that happened uh, at, when I got married, my bride, she ordered her dress. Well, they ordered the wrong size. First of oh, all, no. like two sizes too small. So when she got it, she was real oh. busty. It did not fit. There was no way. But we have an amazing yeah. tailor, my girl down here at uh, Lethal Lure and She took it in and she goes, yeah, I can fix this. She goes, well, what about all the beads and stuff? She's like, don't worry about it. I got this. Left it there, charges because she loves me. She didn't charge us that much and completely made the dress fit. It was amazing. Tears of joy coming down the bride's face. And thank God for her 
But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was just too close to the wedding that we couldn't get a new one or mm-hmm. ship it back or anything. And um, that was well, she got hers in Missouri. And that lady that owned the shop was not good to deal with because she was like, oh, no, you, you know, we ordered what you told us to. She's like, no, I didn't. You guys sized me and ordered the size. <laughs> But your wow. person ordered the wrong size. And there was a whole oh. fight. She w- didn't want to pay for the alterations. It was a whole thing. And that's terrible. crazy. But well, it worked out why, in the end. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I always tell people too, that that's why you've got to work with vendors that you trust. Wedding planners like Amanda Reed, DJs like you, Brock. I mean, we all know that you guys are going to show up and you're going to give what you promise. And that's right. super important. And I think that... You know, sometimes people underestimate, you know, what local has to offer, just kind of going back to shopping local and shopping with Tesori and not, or, you know, local bridal stores in general and not having to go to bigger cities. Because I can promise you that when you have that connection to that local shop, they will bend over backwards. That's the truth. That is for sure. Have you had any crazy situations like that, though, when the dress just came in and it was all wrong? Have you had any like emergency type situations that you've had to remedy? (laughs) Have you? We have. Yeah. So a lot of the times, so like for instance, Brock, in the situation of your wife, my first instinct would have been to remeasure her and then check, send the dress back into the company to have them check on one of their fit models to make sure it wasn't accidentally tagged incorrectly. Because that has happened, actually. Um, We had a bride come in. I'm sorry. She called us and she was like, Hey, I'm at the seamstress. The seamstress doesn't want to touch the dress because she said that the dress is several sizes too big. Well, long story short, she didn't... She just didn't... This particular seamstress didn't want to mess with the dress. She didn't have enough time. And sometimes that will happen. And okay. So it threw the bride into a frenzy. And I said, you know, this just, according to like what we measured you out, we measured the bride. She was the exact same size she was. I was like, this should fit. Something's not right with the dress. We send it into our designer and they're like, oh yeah, we don't know why, but this is like a size and a half too big through the bust. So they ended up cutting the dress to her exact measurement. So she almost got like a little bit of a custom and then she just ended up needing a hem. So that's been, you know, yeah, a situation. And, you know, we've had, um, you know, we're all women, we're all human. We've had brides that have, you know, maybe gained weight or, you know, whatever. And um, we've had to remedy that with alterations. And we are pretty OCD about like the measuring and double checking and triple checking to where we really don't encounter that a lot. We did have a situation like to where like the wrong colors come in on the dress. Like maybe the bride wanted like ivory cashmere and ivory ivory ship to where like it was a situation with the design that they just like switched out for us or whatever. But the thing with bri- the bridal industry, which you guys know is there's stuff like that. It's like you just... I, I try not to panic. I never let my feelings overwhelm myself because at the end of the day, you've got to find a solution and you've got to make it perfect for that bride. And if I'm panicked and freaking out, that doesn't help the situation. And so really, I've learned to just be like calm, cool, and collected. I, I always tell my girls, I'm like, if you were on a ship, and the captain is jumping overboard. Everyone's <laughs> freaking out. But if you have it together, right? And you, you because you've got to be, you've got to remedy that issue, that problem. And so, to me, it's just it's there. It will always be a way if you can just slow down enough to figure out what the situation is. But I mean, really, we are very lucky that we don't have. When you are working with humans, 
there's always going to be a mistake, no matter who you are. We're not robots. Mistakes will happen, but it's all in how you handle it. And really something that like I've always been big on is admitting a mistake. So if something was ordered incorrectly, like, you, you know, whatever that situation may be, if it's something that's on to story, I say, Hey, that was our fault. We're taking care of it. It's going to be here in plenty of time, whatever the situation may be, mm-hmm. or, Hey, I'm going to be honest. The vendor sent the wrong thing. We've got to switch it out. We had, I mean, I think it was one of your brides, I think. Yeah. Bridesmaids dresses that they, it, it was a new style and a new fabric for these particular, for this particular designer. Oh and they yeah. Are, no. uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they, um, it's an, phenomenal bridesmaid's dress designer. And in fact, it's probably the biggest one mm-hmm. in the country, really. Yeah. And a um, new dress for us, new fabric. And when the dresses came in and the bridesmaids were trying on the dresses, the seams were popping. So we thought, oh, it was just one. We'll come to find out. I think she had 12 or 14 bridesmaids. Every Everyone. single wow. dress. Yes. <laughs> so we like, and we had shipped like half the girls lived out of the country. And so it's one of those situations we like got in touch with the designer. They literally whipped out brand new dresses, fixed the problem. And what's crazy is the dress was so new. This particular bride, I think she was like the first bride to actually place the order and get her order mm-hmm. that her, like by us getting those dresses, she remit, like she solved or saved a lot of brides from like, the same problem. The same. It, mm-hmm. Yes, because they ended up like fixing something with like the actual like garment in production to where it didn't do that. So then long story short, we got all of the dresses shipped back out. No harm, no foul, you know, but that's when you just tell the bride, hey, we're sorry, they're having issues in production. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you're the first person to get the dresses. On the flip side, you're going to get brand new dresses and it's going to be amazing. So, be you know, I mean, yeah. But there's so much to be said for that though, because I've even had people on my team that like, when you make a mistake, you've got to own up to it. I can't help you fix that mistake. I can't help the solution. I can't be part of the solution if I don't know what's going on. So, you know, I love the fact that you're like, when there's a mistake, we own up to it. We, you know, we're like, let's, let's come up with a solution because otherwise, if you're just running around, the sky is falling, the sky is falling and there's no, there's no attempt at trying to solve, it doesn't help right. anybody. It does not help anyone. Right. So I love, I love that that's yeah. kind of your, your mantra though. Like, let's fix it. You know, yeah. and I, I try not to go to a client with a problem until I've got a solution. And I know you're the same way. It's like, well, until I, until I'm like, okay, so here's the problem, but here's how we're going to fix it. I don't, I'm not going to let them have that unnecessary worry because Absolutely. it's too much. It's too much. So yeah. if that yeah. happens to yeah. me and they're uh-huh. like, Brock, your DJ or you played the wrong song. I just point like this and hope Amanda is there. Yeah, it's always on me. I'm <laughs> yeah, so used to taking it. wasn't me. Always. It was her fault. Always. Like, she's not the DJ. Well, I'm sure she had, something to do with it. she had something to do with it. <laughs> it's always I, my fault. Before we get to the next question, if you have any uh, dry lips, hit up Burt's Bees. Vanilla <laughs> bean is a flavor <laughs> choice for me. Burt's Bees. It. Put it on it your is. lips today. Make them soft. I love that he's pretending. This is like a kid that has a YouTube channel that they think they're like broadcasting. Brock is like yes. imaginary vendors or imaginary no, sponsors. I love it. No, I love it. I was going to say too, before we moved on that I like in the, you know, I'm being super transparent about, you know, things that can go wrong or that have gone wrong that we fix only because I think that's super important to be able to own up to those little things that happen because you have to 
know that whoever you work with when mistakes happen, you want them to like take care of it, nip it in the bud. And Agreed. anyone that says they're perfect is lying. Absolutely. <laughs> so all, I just on to, all walks of life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to be super transparent about that because although things like that don't, it is once in a blue moon, they do happen. And I think it's important, you know, to make people realize that, yeah, it, it does happen, but it's okay. Like it can be fixed. And here's, like you said, here's how we do it. Right. Well, and that's also a small percentage of instances. It's not like this is something that happens oh. with every, this is a Uh-oh. very rare occurrence. So there's a right. problem, but oh, it yeah. is knowing that you know how to fix a problem is also, it's just very, it's very valuable for sure. Yes. yes. Hey, so who's your favorite designer right now? Wedding dress designer. Ooh. So we just picked up a new designer this time last market, last April called the car. And so really you don't know, like, so for instance, last April, we placed our orders. We didn't get those dresses until like August, September, okay. really until a year later, you don't know how that designer is going to perform. I mean, you're just hoping upon all hopes that you didn't invest all of this money to get the, the you know, dresses in and then nobody likes them. Yeah. Is a European line. We are one of like maybe eight to 10 stores in the whole United States that have that carry that particular designer. They are textured, like floral 3D. Not all of them have the florally, but just amazing. Ooh, um, I love. A lot of them have like gorgeous you know, that deep B that everyone loves right now, cool back. So that's the designer that we're really loving. And brides are definitely taking to it because we have done very, very well with them being a new designer for us. And how many times do you get a new dress in and you're like, I'm just going to try this on to see how it looks on me. (laughs) So it's funny. I used to never try on dresses because we would see them on brides all the time. Well, then a little over a year ago, we started doing what's called Wedding Dress Wednesday on our Instagram story. And it's kind of a huge thing. Like people love it. I would have never... I mean, I wouldn't... I knew people would like it, but like people love it. People that have nothing to do with the bridal industry. I mean, like... Really? Commenting, liking. Oh my gosh, all the time. So it's funny. We started just like alternating all of us that work at the store and... And when it's my turn to get in a dress, I'm like, have you seen the episode of Michael Scott when he gets in his white jeans and he's like, yes. like that is me in a wedding dress, y'all. <laughs> I get this weird, like, oh my gosh, I look so good. Because, <laughs> I say that not because I think I look so good, but it's because the dresses are beautiful. They're made well. Like you can just tell us and like they're nice dresses. So when you get in something that <laughs> looks good and feels good, you feel like a million bucks. Seriously. It's the girls are always like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, like you need to just slow down. I love this transition because you do look good and you probably <laughs> feel good because you're working out all the time, right? Yeah, I get, you know, I go ahead, everyone roll your eyes at me. My husband and I, our hobby really is fitness and just working out. It's not necessarily for an aesthetic thing as much as it is more of a mental, just feel good. And like I said earlier, I'm competitive. My husband is certainly competitive. He just turned 40 and he is insane, just super in shape, but we're both like competitive people. And so we're, we've been working out, you know, outside in our driveway in our garage, cause you know, everything's closed and we get so tickled thinking of like what all of our neighbors think about us. And we know a lot of them, but we're like the Todd and Margo off of Christmas. <laughs> yes. People that like don't have kids. We're like working out. We were running like sprinting yesterday. I'm like these, they, they think we're crazy. I love but, yeah. That. So we have to work out. I, yes, Todd and Margo. So, and I know uh, you guys have 
seen a little bit of my camp cut that I do with women's fitness boot camp that I started this past summer. So a bunch of my friends, I say a bunch, they're like three. <laughs> they asked me if I would like, Hey, would you ever, you know, think about doing fitness, like a little fitness class for us? Maybe out of your garage. I was like, yeah, sure. We'll do, you know, we'll like, I'll just say 10 people. And if 10 people sign up, great. I was thinking like, there's no way 10 people are going to sign up. So basically 10 women signed up to work out in my garage. And that's now, you know, fast forward to now, um, we have just under a hundred women working out. I have wow. a share space with another business. Yeah. So it's something that kind of just started to empower women mentally and physically and really create a community where women could come and work out and not feel like they were being judged for what they're doing or what they're not doing. And then on top of that, really get to know each other outside of just that specific time that they work out. So mm-hmm. every, I'd say like, so the, it's usually a six week session that they sign up for. I try to have one, what's called a camp cut social where we'll do like a shopping event or, you know, dinner or maybe like a happy hour or something to where people can get to know each other. And it's funny because I'm starting to see all of these little connections that people are making. So like, you know, Stephanie is in mm-hmm. camp cut and she's made a connection with another wedding planner that uh-huh. you got that, like, she didn't really know before. And I know that, um, they had come up to me and said like, but, you know, I really wanted to get in touch with Amanda and like her team. So this has been a really great introduction for me. So it's cool to kind of see those connections and friendships that yeah. are being made, which is yeah. exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been very well, very successful. Well, let's talk about like getting in shape for the wedding, because I know you see kind of both sides of it. You see a girl that comes in, she's intimidated by putting on a dress because she thinks it's going to be too small. It's a sample size. It's not going to fit. I know sample sizes are a little bit different in, you know, when we're trying on gowns, I've seen the clamps on the back of the dresses. But so you've got a girl who's a little bit nervous. Maybe she needs to lose 15, 20 pounds in her mind, not anybody else's mind, but in her mind, she needs to lose that weight. What are some goals that maybe she could put, you know, put in front of herself? And how would you address something like that? How do you, from a fitness perspective and from from a, a boutique perspective? So from like just this total fitness standpoint, I would first off say you have to have another goal than just aesthetics, because really, if it's just to look good, you're not going to stick with it. And so that it's okay if it's for the 10 or 15 pounds or whatever it is, but make it like, I want to not necessarily, obviously you want to look your best on your wedding day, but I want to feel my best. I want to be the most confident that I can be on my wedding day. Start out with that number one and really get a different mindset because to me, although aesthetics are a bonus and losing weight is a bonus to working out, it's really shouldn't be your main focus because I think that ends up stressing people out more and it takes away what could actually be kind of a fun and positive experience. And really, maybe if you aren't really working out or you're not in a good habit of working out, it can really set you up to get in a habit later on down the road to continue working out. So that would be number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is find activity that you absolutely like love to do and try a bunch of different things and don't underestimate the power of just moving. So getting up and going and walking your dog, if you have kids already, you know, or whatever it is, just going and running out of the park, flipping on some good music and dancing your booty off, you know, don't underestimate that. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself that it has to be this crazy you know, huge thing. I, the women that come work out with me, they're 45 minute classes and they're fun, and, but they're hard, but they're 45 minutes, three days a week. So you're, you know, start out with a small goal and can just 
stick with that. So maybe it's 30 minutes, three days a week. Mm -hmm. And then after that, add on a little bit more. And then I said this, but I didn't really elaborate on it was try a bunch of different things. It's, you know, maybe yoga, bar, a hit class, running or whatever it is and see what you love to do. Because when you find something that you love to do, you're going to stick with that. And then really just have fun and don't put so much pressure on yourself because when you're stressed, get high and that's what's going to really stop you from losing those few extra pounds. But I always tell my brides that say that they want to lose weight. You are beautiful just the way you are. So don't, you know, like don't put that pressure on yourself because at the end of the day, he's proposed to you and you are gorgeous. So don't even think about it. But I get, you know, for, you know, everybody wants to feel and look their best on their wedding day. So I understand that. And that's a, you know, almost every bride that we work with um, always wants to lose, you know, a couple pounds. But I always tell them they're gorgeous just the way they are. They don't need to, you know, don't put that awkward pressure right. on themselves if they, you know, mm-hmm. if they truly want to do it, great. But if not, don't do it because you feel like you have to. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the opinion section brought to you by Sony headphones for the nicest headphones to wear while podcasting. <laughs> Use Sony headphones. They are just the best. I don't have We have points. zero sponsors. Brock, you're delusional. <laughs> we have no sponsors. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, oh, man, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right, I'll ask the first question and okay. then Amanda, you can ask yours. Okay. Uh, this is just your opinion. No right or wrong answer, Lindsay. Do you think that the bride and groom should pay for the bridesmaid's dresses and the tuxes or suits that the uh, wedding party wears? So my, I always say like every man for themselves. So just go ahead, like the individual bridesmaid should pay for her dress. Groomsman should pay for his suit. And that's just because the chances are you're probably going to be in those other people's weddings and it's a wash. So just make it simple, pay for it and be done with it. I I understand like if it, you know, like for instance, I was in my cousin's wedding and her bridesmaids were her, like her two other sisters and then the rest of us were cousins. But I actually think I just said, I'm going to pay for my bridesmaids dress because she was in my wedding. You paid for yours. Okay. So. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to look at that. I kind of actually really like that. I'd never even thought about that. No, actually. I really like that. That's a good perspective. That's a good yeah, perspective. It's really good. Yeah, I like that. Well, it comes from a, a dress shop. You should know. That I was like a that. good opinion. Good, good opinion. opinion. All right. So All my, right. my question is the trash, the dress sessions. Do they, are they cringy or are they wonderful? What do you think? Like after the wedding? Because <laughs> it's not even cringy. cringy. Yeah, no, yeah. cringy. Yeah. Because to me, I'm like, if you love your dress, that much just Mm -hmm. keep it or pass it down or don't don't ruin it like give it to someone else that like really maybe might not be able to afford the dress but I just like I just love like a dress and a good garment yeah yeah I don't know it's as much of a thing as it was I think a couple years ago it kind of took off but I don't mm -hmm. know that it's I've not seen it a whole lot lately thankfully but no I wore my mom's dress at my wedding had (laughs) she trashed her dress I wouldn't have had that beautiful veil over my face as I oh, Brock. was standing oh, up Brock. there waiting for the real bride to come down. Oh, Brock. I don't even know what to say. I mean, we, we need pictures of this. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, no, we out there. Don't encourage this. Don't encourage this. I don't even know what to I say. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Those are some good opinions. Uh, you have anything else you want to shout out? Anybody you want to shout out to, Lindsay? No, 
Yes, thank you guys so much for having me on here. I enjoy both of you guys so much, not only from a wedding industry standpoint, but just from as a person to person standpoint. You guys are awesome, awesome people to work with. And, um, you know, any brides come in and see me, I would love to work with you all and you will be taken care of. Hey, Amanda, you know what we need to do? We need to go once we can and do a workout, me and you with, uh, with her. That scares me. That's frightening. But yeah, I'm in it. I'm in yeah, it. Yeah, y'all should. I would love it. I would love That'd it. That'd be so much fun. Get, I've been trying to get Amanda to come work out with me for a little while now. I know. So. I know. I will. Well, Brock's been trying to get me to do a podcast with him for two years. So well, <laughs> it, it just takes time. It just takes time. Just, you got to well, break her down. You do. <laughs> so I guess I've got about another year and a half if we're on the same uh, yes, timeline. Same way <laughs> so. Keep working on me. Yes. Amanda, you me. and I, we can do it together. We'll go in and do do a fun workout, take some pictures so we can post them on social just to say we did it. Just to and, say we did it. You know, all, you'll be all sweaty. I'm like, <sighs> yes, I will. And Brock will be like glowing. Oh, that was great. No, guys, I call it the camp cut glow. It's a glow. We're just- you got to glow, Amanda. We got to glow. glow. I'm glowing. I'm always, I'm glowing. I've got a window. I'm glowing. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I love it. Got a little bit of color. <laughs> love it. Cheeks. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, yeah. thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank yes. you so much for uh, for being a part. And if people want to visit your store, where's your location again? So we are located in Fayetteville, off of Millsap Road. Visit our website at chisoribridalform.com, or they can find us on Instagram at chisori underscore bridal. Perfect. Perfect. And Yay. we. We'll post everything online as well. Thank you once again, Amanda. Any last words? I always ask you anything. I wish I had something. I'm never prepared for that. You Thank know you it's so coming. Much. I know every it's coming. Time. Still never ready. Both Not of you have time. an amazing day then. You too, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and make sure to subscribe and expect a new exciting episode each and every week. Please follow us on social as well at I Do IQ Podcast. If you have a guest recommendation or a topic you would like to hear discussed on the podcast, please let us know. The I Do IQ Podcast is recorded at the most amazing studio in Northwest Arkansas and by the most amazing and best looking people in all the world, Go Rogue X. You can follow them on social as well at Go Rogue X or visit them on Line at GoRogueX.com. They truly are amazing. And if you're looking to start a podcast, they are your go-to people. Also, a big shout out to our creative people, David Kinney from Forward all the way from the great state of Michigan. You can check his website out, TheForwardCreative.com for all your logo and design needs. And for more information on Brock and Amanda, please visit DJBrockEntertainment.com and AmandaReadWeddings.com. Thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode.